Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you've found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Donna Smith, your host for our Thursday evening trucker health shows. Uh, we still have our Saturday evening all trucking topics shows with um, with Alan, Alan Smith. And um, actually, he's going to be having an open forum soon, and he's going to be discussing the effects of this year's election and what we can expect from it, um, things like wages, regulations, parking. Um, how is this new administration going to um, deal with these kind of trucking issues? But tonight's show is self-awareness, the key to well-being. And our special guest tonight is Dana Gore of I Am My Imagination and Dana is the author of uh, books, A Simple Guide to Exercise Safety, uh, What You Don't Know Can Hurt You, and Streetwise Philosophy, A BS-Free Approach <laughs> to Spiritual Maturity. And Dana, I just shortened that a bit for the show. Um, Dana Gore is a health and fitness professional, wellness coach, and a freelance writer. And she's written hundreds of articles for many websites, blogs, magazines, digital newspapers. Um, her topics mainly center on um, passions for healthy living, personal growth, development, and creative self-expression. So uh, Dana brings uh, guidance to the public about how to achieve optimal health in a safe and structured manner while inspiring her readers to seek self-awareness and inner peace as a means to well-being in all areas of life. And that's kind of what we're getting into tonight. So for tonight's show, um, we will discuss the stress of the holiday season, how it affects our emotions, our response to both stress and emotion. And although we're responding to much of the outside-induced stress, a lot of... um, a lot of it's how we're wired and how we're programmed to think and react, and she's going to help us get through all that. And that will have a lot to do with our inner responses. So it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, and, and let's face it, truckers already experience a lot of stress. Where to park, the 14-hour clock, regulations, weather, you name it. And these holidays can, um, can be pretty rough for some people. So we're going to see what's really going on with us and become self-aware and hopefully we'll have a a start to well-being, um, understanding and be able, hopefully, to avoid some of the stress. We'll see. 
But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our guest. If you're listening from your phone right now and want to be a part of the show, just click 1 on your keypad. And what that does is it notifies us that you want to be in the queue. Uh, If you're listening from the Internet, you need to dial in to 347-826-9710 and then hit 1 on your keypad. So hold on, everyone. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live. I'm Donna Smith. This is our Thursday Trucker Health Edition. And tonight's show is Self-Awareness, the Key to Well-Being. And our guest tonight is Dana Gore of I Am My Imagination. And, uh, well, welcome to the show, Dana. Thank you so much Hi, for coming Donna. on tonight. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, I was really pretty excited, and I want to thank all our listeners. I mean, I can only see the people who call in on the switchboard. Um, I can't see who's listening on the Internet, but there's quite a few listening um, through their phones right now, so I want to just give a big thank you uh, to everybody out there for calling in tonight. Our health shows are becoming more and more popular. So, Dana, Dana, okay, Uh, I'll make sure I got that right. Um, before we start, let's just share with everyone how how you and I met and a little bit about um, how you became involved helping others, especially, you know, to seek their self-awareness and inner peace um, for well-being. Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I met um, through <clears> – <throat> actually, it was through Alan – yeah. And uh yeah, it was so we, we met because of Alan and just, you know, a get together and and we started talking and um I think you know, it was conversation. Like, 
we were we were we were having a, a dinner and we got into the the food aspect, the health, and that just kind of set it off. That's what I remember anyway. It was like you know, I think exactly, we were both on exactly. the same page. So it kind yeah. of like was wow, this is great. Because <laughs> sometimes Alan, you know, I mean, I mean he's into it. He really is, but not to the same depth of you know where maybe you and I are or maybe um, my other friend Carolyn O'Byrne over at Life Coach Services. Um, or <clears throat> we're, we're just at a different, you know, level of all that. So it was wonderful to get to talk to you that night and then again at the other event. So anyway, um, how did you get involved? What was your key to really getting involved into um, the self-awareness, uh, aspect, um, you know, well-being? Well, I can tell you that I did not set out an intention to say, I am going to do such and such, and this is how I picture the end result, because it's absolutely not. I spent my life in the, well, not my life, I spent um, about 20 plus years in the cosmetology industry. And it's it's a great industry, and I can see that there's a lot of uh, creative creativity for people, and you know it can be a lot of fun. It really wasn't for me, and at the same mm-hmm. time, I had spent my entire life struggling with with my own weight, and I had eating disorders and that sort of thing. So to make a long story short, I was contemplating, you know, just kind of venturing out there and and doing something different, and I ended up. I ended up answering an ad to work uh, at a small women's fitness center, and I didn't need to have any experience to do it. So they hired me, and um, you know they, you know the women. It was it was one of those women's just uh, super circuit systems, you know, kind of like curves, but they used real weights and everything. And um, the women would come up, you know, what do you, what can I do for this? What can I do for that? And you know, I was told by the owner, you know, you can't really tell these women what you should be, what they should be doing, unless you are actually qualified to do it. There could just be all sorts of problems. And I thought about it, and I had I had heard of this personal training school called Fitness Institute International in South Florida, and um, put it off for a couple of years after I had heard about it, and then I finally just went. And so my husband and I actually went through the program. It was about 360 hours of hands-on and academic education in personal training. And so we went into that, and that actually, I've always had a love of writing, so it, I found ways to start writing online now that I finally had something I felt like discussing. And I've always found that when it came to the health and fitness, it sort of morphed on its own over time. You know, first I'd get into the typical things of, you know, how to eat for well-being and exercise this and that, you know, but I've always found that it all kind of, it, 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 it all comes back to how you think about things. And so I had found that the common theme in, in many of the things that I would write or many of the things that I would talk about had to do with self-awareness. I just didn't know that that's what it was. So right, right. it sort of, vent, it just sort of ventured off into its own as far as that direction is concerned, I didn't set out to start talking about that kind of thing. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but 
I pay, I pay very close attention to what's going on in the world, and I've I've started paying very close attention to what's going on in myself. And I guess right. you could say it's sort of maybe back in 2012, I kind of quote unquote woke up. And when I kind of woke up, I started to see the world in an entirely different way because it just wasn't what I thought it was. This is everything that you see out there is just not what what we think it is. But we spend our lives building our own lives sort of in response to what is going on in the world or how we think the world operates. And so once I kind of understood that, it's everything within me changed. And it suddenly became very, very important to start gaining an understanding of what goes on within. And with regard to the health and fitness industry, at one point, it was a few years ago, I just kind of, I'm noticing this celebrity is back in that product and, and another celebrity is back in another product. I'm thinking, gosh, you know, there are so many workout programs and so many diets and so many celebrity-endorsed um I don't know, protein shakes and stuff out there. Right, right, right. It's like there's there's so many solutions for a problem that only continues to grow. What might be issue? And that that kind of stopped me for a bit from what I was doing. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. We're all getting sicker and fatter. But there's plenty of stuff out there to buy, and there's plenty of solutions out there, and plenty of trainers, and plenty of YouTube videos uh, of people demonstrating workouts. And the problem's not the problem's not going away; it's only getting worse. So, I think it has a lot to do with our relationships with food. I think a lot of it. Actually, I don't think I know that it has to do with our relationships with food. It has to do with our concept of beauty. Um, it has to do with our body image issues. It has to do with how we perceive the world. A lot of it has to do with what's in the food and what's in the water. I wish I could say that we live in a world where it's really just as easy as choose to eat more fruits and vegetables, but things have gotten so complicated. Now it's like, oh, is your is your produce poisoned? Um, right, and right. It's, yeah, I mean, it's now... Now, now it's, it's not. It's like, a matter of fruits and vegetables, uh, but if they're not organic, well, are they really good for you? Or I mean, it's it's horrible. Uh, it's things that didn't happen like 20 years ago. You're worrying about now. So I oh totally yeah, get that. yeah. And so it's not really uncommon knowledge at this point. I mean, most people have heard about. GMOs, most people have heard about things that are put in the water. Um, it's, it's sort of coming at us from all angles. And so I think that's part of the reason that when you had made, a, you know, a comment about how, you know, maybe Alan wasn't as into it as, as you are, and I would say a lot of people probably aren't as into it as maybe you and I and now probably a lot of People. I think a lot of people have, have gotten into it because it's just not as simple as it used to be. There's all these additional components that make healthy eating and healthy living complicated. And the and the holiday season, I think, makes it, um, I mean, more complicated because now you've, you've got so many stresses. I mean, I can only talk for myself, okay, Um but I'm sure a lot of other people feel it. You've got your um, 
emotions running, and then you've got, you know, nostalgia of the past, and then you have, um, you know, the the race to, well, I've got to do this and I've got to do that, and all this timeline to get things done, and there's a lot of people pleasing mm-hmm. going on. Um, then mm-hmm. there's uh, for some financial stress. Then you've got loneliness for people. Um, you know, remembering Christmas past, perhaps, or maybe you know they've lost a loved one. Um, so th- th- you add that, and then there's the overindulgence that we, you and I, uh, spoke about. And from that, you know, you can even now you've got the emotion of guilt, right? I mean. It really is just a a breeding ground, I think, um, for all this. And um, how do do people deal with it? Matter of fact, if anybody's listening on the line, uh, if uh, if you're listening on the line and want to be a part of the show, um, just click one on your keypad if you want to share your um, experiences or your stresses of the holiday. Um, and we'll be glad to Dan, Dana can um, you know address them. But I want to I want to feel her and see you know what are your solutions. I know it's a short show, but how can you help people listening? Because um, there's quite a few people listening on the line, and I know they really want to want to hear some golden nuggets from you tonight. Yeah, as far as the holidays are concerned, um, hey, it's a fun time for everybody. But I really think I really think that when it comes to the holidays, one of the keys is to start asking ourselves, is all of this stress necessary? I mean, I know that it's important to go and visit loved ones, and I know that people like to throw parties, and I know that it's a time when everybody wants to celebrate. But I think that our bodies talk to us, and if we are willing to pay attention then we can understand whether or not we're living in a state of stress. And that might be difficult for some people because I think, well, maybe a lot of people, because I think for a lot of people stress is a chronic condition. Stress is supposed to be an acute condition. It's supposed to, we're, we're not supposed to stay in that state. Maybe that's why it's tough for a lot of people, you know, to come in contact with being stressed out. But right. I, would, I, would, I would take some time. And I know that time is short for a lot of people because they're running around a lot. I was one of them. I used to live my life that way too. And I started to realize I don't have to be so damn busy. I just don't have to be all over the place taking care of so many things and involving so many details in my life. And I think that that, believe it or not, is one of the most important things that people can do start to question how they're living their lives and how they're defining holidays and what does it really mean. And as far as the overindulgence is concerned, I did it. I did it for many years. Thanksgiving was the start of it for me. It was my favorite holiday and it was my excuse to eat as much as I wanted because it felt right. It felt good. You know, I was, I wasn't going to restrict myself, but it always started this cycle. And a lot of people think, okay, you know, I'm just going to get through these couple of months and enjoy myself. I don't want to feel like I'm restricting myself and I'll start to make up for it January 1st or 2nd. You know, I'll get real serious. And it doesn't work that way. Maybe one in a thousand people will stick to a program 
starting January 1st. And when I say stick to it, I mean longer than three weeks or a month. Right, right. So I would tell people you need to maybe think about making balance a part of your life all the time and to enjoy the things that you want to enjoy throughout the holidays, but don't make them that important. So if you're going to go, if you know you're going to go visit your family or something and there's going to be a lot of, you know, sinful food around, well, try to fill up your days surrounding that time with, like, really good healthy foods. I just wrote an article today about how easy it is when you let yourself to start keeping an open mind about really healthy food. You can take just about any recipe, even from a fast food restaurant, you can take just about any dish and turn it into something using good, clean ingredients. And to not make food more important than it is. I mean, it's something that we can enjoy, and it's certainly there to to provide life-sustaining functions. But whenever it becomes bigger than you, it owns you, and there's no breaking free from that. The, the only way you can really break free from something like that is when you consider it no longer bigger than you. I don't know if that makes sense to people, but that's how it is. So I don't know if I clearly answered the question. <laughs> sort of went well, in a roundabout way. but well, um, No, you did, but, you know, you and I spoke about the war within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the, I, I know there's always a conflict, and people know, you know, what's right, what's wrong, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. But how would you define this war between ourselves? Okay. So I've said to you, and I've said in my writing, almost all of my writing, that I know that we are programmed. I know that we are conditioned to think a certain way, feel a certain way, be a certain way, act a certain way from the time that we come into the world. Like our thoughts are not truly our own. I mean, by the time we're about six years old, the foundation of everything that we've experienced around us has been set, and those things are based on our peers and our surroundings, all programmed too. And so, but there's an innate intelligence within us, and we know how we feel about things. But when we go against how we really feel and we don't question things, I think a lot of us like to question things, but we don't know who to ask because everybody around us is kind of singing the same tune because that's exactly what it was for me. And you start living your life according to what society dictates to you, and you live your life according to what you've been taught but that's not how you really feel. You end up going against yourself most of the time, and you are at war with yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing what, what, you, what you think others um, uh, think you should do. And, and it's so funny because how we define normal, okay? Well, normal really is how people um, know they sh- or think feel they should be acting or presenting themselves and they fit into society and actually some people who really don't care as much 
they may be even more normal because they're being more transparent of who they are, and they might just not feel like uh, they want to do that. So they're just more expressive and true to themselves. I mean, I don't know if that makes sense, but sure. I think once you start figuring out how you're supposed to act or be or look or look like or wear, uh, then you become, um, you're just not true to yourself any longer. So I think I think that's, you know, that's kind of, what what you're saying i mean there it gets to a point where yes there there is rules of life and in situations how you're supposed to you know behave and react or you know if you're supposed to dress formal or not formal or or something like that i'm not saying you know you have to just you know give up all boundaries and uh you know and and free fall everything but you know when you can not worry i guess is so much about others and just stay true to yourself and your beliefs. Um, that's really uh, quite, you know, quite a victory. I think uh, an inner victory, and I know it's a very, a very difficult one. Now, I know people during the holidays. I mean, um, you know, they have to deal with, especially truckers. You know, and you and I were, I was talking to you about the the trucking life. And um, they have a lot of obstacles already. And so um, how would you, you know, suggest to people who are out on the road and they are alone and they're missing their family, um, how, how do you suggest that they that they deal with that um, from your personal experience of being, a you know, a trainer and um, a coach and things like that? What, what would you tell them? I have a couple of different answers for that. <clears throat> Number one, and this is what I advise all people to advise. This is what I suggest all people do. If that is what you're doing with your occupation, I would ask myself, does this make me happy? Am I spending my time away from my family working this job, doing this thing because it makes me happy? or because I feel I have to do it. Because when you talk about the war within yourself, whenever you do things that are not in alignment with what your truth is, you are at war with yourself. You just, you're just walking resentment. And there might be people out there. I don't know. I, I know people who actually genuinely like to drive. They find it right. kind of relaxing. Many of them. They love it. Mm-hmm. Right. They find it kind of relaxing. And those, in my opinion, are the people who would be perfect for this um, perfect for this type of profession. And if they're away from their family but they love what they do and they have made peace with the fact that I won't be able to spend this time with my family because I'm going to be working but I don't hate my job. In fact, I, I like it. Then I would say then you have full creative ability to go ahead and redefine your holiday to suit you with regard to what you're doing. So if you're out on Christmas or you're out on Thanksgiving and you're feeling kind of alone, but again, you're working a job that you really don't mind, that might be a really good time to go ahead and, I don't know, put something in your your CD player or MP3 player 
that is aligned to help you expand your consciousness, um, put in something inspirational, something that makes you being alone in your own company not only tolerable but pleasant. Mm-hmm. Because I think all things are easier when you are capable of being alone in your own company. The, the problems happen when you're not cool being in your own company. So that's what I would tell people who really like what they're doing, or at least they don't mind what they're doing. For those who really hate what they're doing, but they're doing it because they feel they have to, I'm going to say, I don't live your life, but I guarantee you there's probably something else you can do. Maybe you don't know what that is yet. Maybe you don't know what makes your heart sing yet. And probably because you're programmed or maybe because of the way you were brought up, this is what you feel. You only have to offer the world something that you don't think you like, but you're doing it anyway. That's no way to live. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I personally give you permission to start questioning yourself and saying, if I could do anything, what would it be? What would be the thing that would let me get up in the morning and be happy about that, be happy about whatever it is I'm going to do about my day? And it personally doesn't matter what it is, you know, as long as it's ethical, of course. I mean, a person could a, a person could have, you know, an interest in bugs and find a lucrative career, you know, with that. They could have an interest in anything. You know, there might be people who really enjoy the trucking industry, but maybe they don't want to physically drive a truck. Well, look at what you guys have done. You've found a creative way to do something with this. You know, there's always something you can do. There's always there's always a creative way to do something. But th- those things only become available when you're open to them. Well, why why do you think though that um, during the holidays, people people's emotions um, are much more exaggerated? Like whatever they're feeling inside is probably there anyway. But for some reason, the holiday season just kind of brings it all out, magnifies it, if you will. In other words, if they tend to be depressed, they seem to be more depressed. If they seem to be, um, you know, lonely in general, then they're really lonely. Well, what is it, do you think, about the holidays that can really create havoc uh, within a person's um, inner self? Well, the holidays are meant to represent um, peace and, and abundance. Well, that's what they're meant to represent. What they really represent is consumerism and a lot of stress and a lot of overindulgence. But um, I think that I think that these emotions end up getting heightened for a variety of reasons. I said consumerism. If yeah. your wallet is thin and you don't have the money to go and participate in all of this shopping stuff – that would turn anybody, that would make anybody depressed. And mm-hmm. if there's nothing wrong with and them for feeling that way, that's normal. Right, but see, then, then they're dealing with the, with the other thing that leads to that is uh, what are people, what are they going to think? People that worry about what others think about them, which, which we've spoken about too. But that's very yeah. true. When you don't have money, 
or if you're on a budget and you can't do perhaps uh, what others expect or, or what you expect from yourself to do, okay, that can that can be stressful. It it can be, and I think that I think that well the fear of other people and what they think is a big big problem. I think it's probably one of the biggest things that people are afraid of. You know, look, we all want to be liked. We all want to be accepted. You know, and when the holidays come along, you go, you deal with people, and there's that, especially, and when I say people, like your family, and there's that part of you that's like, gosh, you know, my life is really, I'm not happy, and I have to go and present myself, and they're all going to (laughs) know, and I don't Mm -hmm. get along with this one, and I don't really get along that well with that one, and so it's, you you know, you want to kind of put your best foot forward. And mm-hmm. you might not actually feel that way about your life. You might be feeling kind of crappy about your life. And so there's there's that war again. There's that inner war. I want to be able to present myself this way, but I'm not. Um, so you're you're not being truthful. And everything that we think that we don't truly express, I mean, it takes up residence within us. It creates energy. It makes us sick as far as I'm concerned. So that that causes stress. Traveling causes stress. Expectations cause stress. Our 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 health, our weight problems, and all of the foods that we're surrounded with cause us stress. It's like a big conglomeration of different situations that cause us stress. And then the holidays are supposed to represent happiness. And most of us, I'm going to be honest, I don't think most of us are very happy. There's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of people under very, you know, a lot of duress, angry, and that kind of that brings out the contrast. So if you're if you're seeing like happiness out there and all the lights and the and the, and the pretty colors and hey this is you know the most wonderful time of the year <laughs> and it's you know you 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 see abundance constantly being advertised to you abundant food abundant products abundant family time, you know, time off of work, and you're feeling anything but abundant, your contrast is much, much bigger. Does that make and sense? I think, yeah, I think the, the lights and the presents and the commercials, I think it's a, a diversion uh, from what they're feeling, and this kind of hits the after effect. So the diversion takes place, and then they come back, and um, you know, and we're just back to where we were. So it was like a temporary sugar high, and then you come down. Um, sure. The the other thing is, I I think, and I I know I I go back to um, the loneliness because I know loneliness is a big issue for drivers. And we had a, a, a show uh, before about loneliness, but I'm going to tell you something. You know, uh, and, and I, I know I've said this on a on a show before. Uh, I don't know which show it was or what the topic was, but sometimes when you're at your very lowest and you're feeling really bad, you, you have to realize that there's, you know, people you're just walking by that are feeling just as bad, and perhaps they're feeling the same thing. 
And what I tell people to do is smile at them because that helps them and it helps you too. And I think it's when you are at your lowest point when you can reach out a hand to someone else. I I think that is really, really good medicine uh, for the person who's receiving it and the person who's giving it too. And, I mean, I know that's maybe people are thinking that's a lot easier said, but really, I mean, there's like you said, there's a lot of people really uh, in very uh, difficult situations out there. And they might be dealing with the same things you are, especially if you're at a truck stop. I mean, probably 50% of them are feeling what you're feeling. And the nature I noticed with drivers, I'm not a trucker, but I've been around it long enough, I noticed that they have a very similar um, trait, is that they are loners. And isn't it ironic, you know, that people who are loners feel loneliness because you'd feel you'd think that because they like to be loners that they wouldn't feel that emotion but they are and it it's kind of difficult to understand because you know you'd think when people are lonely they'd be reaching out but they don't and i've just noticed this over the years uh with talking to many different people that it's a very common trait so how do you tell someone who really enjoys the, the the job of being, you know, independent by themselves, not taking orders, um, and then to say, well, you need to reach out to other people. I mean, that's a difficult thing to... Are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I, I mean... Okay. I'm. I just. Uh, I, it's just that my phone. My phone's beeping, and you probably are hearing that pause okay. come in. But anyway, okay. um, that's just a, a very similar trait uh, with with drivers. And I just had a bunch of people hop on here, and it usually happens like right a little be- seven or a little before. Um, so just for everybody who's uh, who just came on. If you want to get involved in the show, the holiday stress, how it affects you, uh, if you have a question to ask Dana, um, just hit one on your keypad. Uh, If you're listening in on the Internet and you want to call in and give a comment about the season or ask a question, it's 347-826-9170. And um, and we'll have you on. But anyway, that that is one of the most common traits that I have found with drivers, and they do really go through a lot of stress. And I tell you, if you look at Facebook now, there's all kinds of horrible weather going on, and they you know they have to keep their appointments. So I tell you what, I my hats are off to anybody who does this. I think I went on one trip with Alan um, when we had our moving business, and it was uh, I think it was to um, Phoenix from Florida, and I'm going to tell you guys something out there. You know, you laugh at me, call me a weenie, but I thought I will never do this again. You know, I mean, I I, I just it wasn't my thing, and yet I know other women truckers who 
are, I mean, they're just incredible how they they just keep going and uh, go through all the challenges and the obstacles and the lifestyle and the sacrifices. I mean, they're just something else. And, uh, you know, I don't mean just women. I mean men and women, they, they go through this. So it's not an easy lifestyle. We have um, we have a caller. Uh, I'm going to open their line. It's area code 865. And who do we have on here tonight? Area code 865. Kenny Capel. Well, Kenny, I haven't heard from you in ages. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> I like your show tonight. It's very interesting. Oh, great. Thank I'm you. glad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was pretty excited, you know, when I talked to Dan. I know she had you got to see her website. Um, I am my imagination. And the articles on there, you've got to check out these articles. It's a great I just, website. I warn I you, it's, it's it's not for the politically correct. <laughs> oh, well, don't, don't. You you have no worries there. You know how I I am there, Donna. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I I don't. I think most of the trucking community isn't quite, you know, that politically correct. So I think we're okay with that. Um, right. <laughs> but anyway, I'm so glad you called tonight. Um, did you have a question, or did you want to share an experience? Well, um, a long time ago, when I first started out here. Um, I have been used to having all those family get-togethers and so forth and so on. Yes. But for those of us who choose this as a, you know, it's really a lifestyle. Those of us mm-hmm. that really choose this lifestyle and stay out here with it will end up doing things, you know, like, for instance, instead of I wasn't able to make it Thanksgiving to get to the house. But mm-hmm. I will meet with with my family of truckers that I have, as well as my family family later, and we'll just do a late one. Now mm-hmm. Christmas, I plan on being home for, and I usually try and just rotate one of the holidays. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm at, at with the family at one holiday, and the other holiday I'm out here working. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to be better than you know being stuck out here and missing several holidays, you know. Yeah. See, and I want, I want, I want to point something out real quick. I mean, you basically made reference to the fact that, or at least that's what I picked up. You're doing what you're doing consciously, deliberately, intentionally. Like this yeah. is you. You called it a lifestyle. You are doing this fully at peace with yourself. Oh yes. And, and see, that is the difference because here, because you're at peace with yourself with what you're doing, so for you to make an adjustment here, a modification there, a substitution on this day versus that day, you're cool with that. Yeah, it all that's, goes back to the choices in life that we make because that's really what life is. You choose to do the things that you do in life, and then you have the consequences to deal with, whether you're good or bad. Right. For some people, this lifestyle is a good lifestyle. That's kind of what I'm getting at. It's 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 a part of me that I can't really give up. Right. You know, but there's others out here that cannot handle, you know, the seclusion, the, you know, being away from family and everything else. 
It is, and they're very depressed. A lot of people are very depressed, and they feel trapped into uh, the profession. Either they've been in it so long or they feel that, um, you know, well, what else am I going to do? Um, I mean, it, it, and it, and it, it's more common than you think. And then, you know, the, you know the wages. You had a, a video you posted about, um, what was it, the bear? Uh, oh, BJ, BJ and the Bear, 1978 right. pilot episode, the, yeah. The wages were the same in that episode in the 70s. <laughs> Right as they are yeah. now. I mean, it was so funny, and he, he he posted this this YouTube video that we shared, and uh, so they have to deal with that now. So you know, it, it's hard, and yet, as bad as the um, the lack of increase in wages are, it it's still better than a lot of places now that are uh, to avoid the um, ACA insurance. Uh, you know they're only getting 32 hours a week at minimum wage, so right. they they figure well you know I'm doing better than that even though they might be putting in 100 hours and coming home with 500 dollars, so uh, it's it, it's it's a rough decision to make. What what are you going to do? So uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I just was uh, well. Let me just say something, Kenny. Your wife isn't she? Aren't you team drivers? We were up until shortly after that incident happened where I got arrested. Mm-hmm. And my okay. wife and decided way, that her and the dog were going to retire. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Because the last time I talked to you, she was on the truck. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, she's finally decided that she's just tired of it. And she has chickens now that she's at the house with. She's getting about four eggs a day, maybe five if she's lucky. <laughs> uh, she's oh. enjoying being home. So just so everybody uh, who's listening, where they just heard that Kenny was arrested, um, it's an, uh, an interesting story. Um, he beat the case. Um, and, and you might be very interested in this also, um, Dana. Uh, quickly, Kenny, go over that in just a couple of minutes uh you were arrested because you would you were you were sleeping in your bunk and you had given the officer they had asked you for your identification the first time and right. woke you up during your uh 11 uh your um mandatory 10 hours? hour rest period mandatory yeah. 10 hour break set by the federal government they woke you up to look at your uh credentials and you did. The next time, same officer, just a couple of weeks later, decided right. they wanted to wake you up again right. after she had already seen all your credentials. Correct. And uh, you took it to court. And right. And you won. The, that was James yep. Lamb over at the Small Business and Transportation Coalition took that on, right? Correct. Yeah, without, without James's help, I probably would have... Not done quite so well. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I wanted to say that story, especially since you said, oh, yeah, I haven't been on since I was arrested. <laughs> I didn't want people, you know <laughs> what I mean? I wanted to know what happened. <laughs> yeah, she but, actually charged me at the scale house with, um, uh, oh, what was that, um, obstruction of justice for not wanting to give her my driver's license. Well, in the state of Georgia and a lot of other states, Texas, Florida included, 
the passenger in a vehicle is under no obligation to show ID. And Mm -hmm. to make things worse on my end, I was behind the curtain both times, and both times my name appeared on the inspection report, which is a federal document. And when your name's on that inspection report, if you do not log it and have an accident during your shift right after that, they will nail you to the wall for falsification of your logbook. Mm-hmm. So. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, it had a great ending, and I'm I'm really uh, I'm really glad you you called in tonight, um, Dana. I know you have a a client at um, seven o'clock tonight, an appointment. Um, yep. So I know you can't stay on too much longer uh, before. And Kenny, I'm going to leave your line open. Uh, bef- but before you have to go, I was just hoping um, maybe you can um, uh, share a little bit uh, your website and a little bit about your um, your two books you have out and where people can get them. Okay. My website is as you've mentioned, I am my imagination.com. And um, it's, it's a lifestyle community about healthy living, creativity, and personal development. And it actually is, for the most part, a relatively upbeat um, blog. And, um, but as I've said, I'm not PC. And I see things in the world, and I see things in ourselves. And I'm not ashamed or afraid to speak about them and I do use my blog to do it and so if you come across an article talking about why we need to quit squabbling and grow up or you know should we censor ourselves you know just to gain a following you know when we talk about that war within ourselves it's because I think we we act in a way that's not actually true within us and I have no problem pointing that out because I think the more people who start to get in touch with themselves and, you know, I think the, I think the title of the show was self-awareness being the key to well-being. And we can't be well if we're not in harmony with ourselves. And just like Kenny, just like how Kenny is doing what he's doing because he wants to do it. Like he's at peace with himself. This is a man who's, clearly doing something that he feels some harmony with so there's no war there so when an obstacle comes up you know he's like yeah this is cool i can i can find another way to celebrate the holiday because he's living his truth but for the ones that can't handle it that's because they're not living their truth so when you're not living your your truth when an obstacle comes up it's the end of the world when you right. are living your truth when an obstacle comes up it's like oh i can be flexible so I talk about this is pretty much, huh? I said very well put. Uh, Thanks. But and and we do stuff like this when we when we when we start to observe ourselves. When we stop, take that step back. What am I looking at? What am I thinking? What am I observing? Let me just let me pause and participating in this for a second, and let me do that. So that's a lot of what you'll find in that in, in I am my imagination, and then and then realistic ways to incorporate healthy living and well-being into your life. My book, A Simple Guide to Exercise Safety, I wrote it four years ago. It's a very simple guide to keep people from getting injured unnecessarily, and and even possibly dying during their exercise program. Because believe it or not, that can happen. 
I had to sit through personal training school to find out you could die working out. And I'm telling you how not to do it in this book. And Streetwise Philosophy is basically a book of thoughts I've put together about the world in which we live. And um, it's basically a book about questioning things. Why do we look at things this way? Why do we why do we perceive the world the way we do? Why do we perceive ourselves the way we do? There's things in there about society, politics, beauty and, and health. You know, why why do we put so much attention and, and credibility and things like pop culture and, and the media? So this is a book about questioning things. You know, George Carlin used to say we should question things, and he was right. And I didn't personally start to wake up until I started questioning things. And if, if you start questioning things, you're not most likely not even going to get an answer. You're going to get more questions. But the more questions you get, the more expansive your answer is going to be, and then the bigger and wider and broader your perspective gets. And then right. you get something called clarity. So in a nutshell... That's pretty much what it's all about. And for those, I'm just going to put it out there. I do throw a little bit of profanity in there. (laughs) It's done very classy, but sometimes saying flip it doesn't cut it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like I said, I kind of shortened the title of the book. You probably noticed it. (laughs) Oh, of course. That's No, 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 that's fine. (laughs) But anyway, um, uh it's very very interesting uh you got to go look at look at the uh the website i am my imagination just like like it said dot com and check out some of these articles on there and um i think or i'm going to click on it right now i think you have a link to your books i'm trying to find it oh right on top on the menu um there's a yeah. link on the menu it's his books and just mm-hmm. look through and, and see what they're like. I think uh, everybody will be um, to find them very interesting. So I just want I to thank you. I have a third one coming out. Oh, do you? What's the name? Do you yeah. have a title yet? I do have a title. I even have a book cover. And it will be out either in January or February. It's called Choose, as in choice, Choose Awareness, How to Free mm-hmm. Your Mind and Become Your Own Guru. Mm. Choose Awareness. I'm writing it down. Free your mind and, and your become own your guru. own guru. Wow. I like that. Well, um I appreciate you coming on and sharing sharing everything uh with our audience. Um and do you have a a contact page there? Is that the best way if anybody wanted to contact you is uh just do it on your website or that's the sure. best way. Yeah, I do. I have a contact page on the website. Okay, great. So if anybody has any questions or anything like that, um, you know, they can just go right to the website. Awesome. Or either that or just um, instant message us on Facebook or Twitter or something because we, we've got a pretty big social media following and a lot of people send instant messages and I apologize and I know Alan apologizes because he's worse than I am with his instant messages if we don't get <laughs> back to you right away but we get we get quite a quite a few of them um okay um we'll have a have I won't keep your client and um have a great uh time tonight with them and we sure do appreciate you coming on tonight Dana 
I appreciate it, and I enjoyed this. Thank you so much, Don, and it was nice to meet you, Kenny, if you're still there. Yeah, yep, nice there. to meet you, too, and thank you for what you're doing for us. Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Happy. <laughs> oh, hi. Thanks. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. Good night. Bye. Well, I, I tell you, I got your line open, uh, Kenny, and that was uh, uh, Dana Gore of um, I Am My Imagination. Uh, right. But we have the second half of the show um, with another truck driver advocate group, um, Real uh, Women in Trucking, and Idella Hansen and um, Desiree is also supposed to call in. And we want to talk a little bit about their um, their group, their advocacy, and what they're doing uh, for truckers, uh, right. and people in the field, and getting you know getting their CDL and everything. And then I want to talk a little bit about our cruise that we're going on that uh, we're going to be going on with that group. So anyway, um, Idella, if you're there, raise your hand. Click one on your keypad because there's too many numbers here, and I can't tell which one's yours. Um, she might not be on, and uh, I think this is um, maybe Desiree's number, but, you know, if, if if not, hold on, let me scroll down. Okay, no, I don't see any hands up. Well, I think I'll just, you know, I can just start it myself, actually. I I, uh, I know enough about it now. Well, but let me let me go down to my notes. The <laughs> real, yeah, I know. Idella I and, and Desiree, they kind of, uh, okay, here, here's Desiree. Okay, here she is. I'm going to have her come on. Hey, Desiree, you bailing me out in here, huh? Yeah, I I was listening, but you know I'm still on the road, and I'm trying to um, you know get to right. my uh, destiny. So I was just trying to well, I've lay back some... in the shadows a little bit, and I guess that ain't gonna work. Um, <laughs> well, <some laughs> um, the hat I really I loved your guest. I really yeah. loved the guest that you had. I mean, so awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good show, I thought, and uh, and I've met her in person, and you know she's just so down to earth, and um, you know just so um, not politically correct, I guess. Also, you know, just comes she's very out and says what's going on as well. The what, Kenny? Said so she's very in tune to to what's going on. Yeah, she has like a a, a no um, nonsense approach to life, and um, you know, intuitive, and in most importantly, with a lot of these um, awareness things, you really do have to be in tune to yourself, and yeah. not not be in denial, and and that's one of those things that she can help people too, you know, just to be in tune and, and get out of whatever denial it is you're in that's keeping you in the, the situation you're in. Right. Right. So it you was ha- you have to be able to reinvent yourself, you know, when when you're not feeling, you know, it anymore. <laughs> and I just when I heard her I'm like, Oh, this what a great message that she's 
um, sharing because I know there's a lot of fear associated with evolving into something new. Right. But you're you're really you're really limiting yourself, and 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 I and I speak from experience of somebody that's reinvented myself many times and and seen what I left behind and just was so grateful that I just took that leap of faith to try and I, I strongly encourage anybody that didn't even get to listen to her show or look at her website. I know I'm going to look at her website because it's a, she's awesome. Well, you're, yeah, it, you're, you're going to like the article. She puts out like an article at least one a week or maybe two a week. So, and she loves writing and she also writes for other magazines and publications so she really, really loves to share and express. So, um, you know, you'll find something you like out in there. I'm going to gather my notes, and in the meantime, I want to um, share another, another break with everybody, um, and then we'll be right back. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it truckertotrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. Truckertotrucker.com. Check it out. That's truckertotrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. Hey, Alan Smith here. Did you know that over 18 million Americans suffer from sleep apnea yearly? And this topic is on the radar with the FMCSA, and unfortunately, some are looking at this as a for-profit venture, not CPAP America. CPAP America was created by somebody who works in the respiratory field and wants to help drivers, not take advantage of them. Owner Ed Frost has been a respiratory therapist for over 25 years. Mr. Frost has also managed 27 sleep labs and currently sits on the New Jersey State Board of Respiratory Care. Ed and his team are looking out for uninsured commercial drivers and those with high insurance deductibles who pay way too much out of pocket while making sure they are fully compliant. CPAP America offers drivers the very best prices in the industry for home sleep testing, CDL compliance, sleep apnea machines, 
and so much more. In fact, any customer who purchases a machine from CPAP America will receive free downloads for life. So call CPAP America for all your sleep apnea concerns at 800-569-0167 or visit them at CPAPAmerica.com. Have a question for them? You can find them on Facebook at CPAP America and Twitter at CPAP America. You can rest easy with CPAP America. That's 800-569-0167, CPAPAmerica.com. Okay, welcome back. Um, I've got Desiree uh, Wood from Real Women in Trucking on the line. And, Kenny, I still have your uh, line open. But we're going to talk tonight um, a little bit about um, Real Women in Trucking and what they do, what they stand for, and what kind of advocacy uh, they're into. And um, we've got the the founder of the of the group uh, on with us, Desiree. So um, welcome back, Desiree, and um, I'm glad you enjoyed the first part of the show. Um, you know, I think um, I think your your partner in crime might have their hand up right now, but I'm not sure. All right. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> All right. <laughs> but um, is the the first three digits eight seven zero? Yes. Okay. Yes. Idella, is that you? Yes, ma'am, it's me. Well, I've got the two. I've got the the A team on here tonight. Yeah, <laughs> got the, the A team. Oh yeah, I like that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, partners in crime are better. There's a better yeah. uh, acronym, I think. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, I wanted to really get into a little bit. Um, you know, we're very excited. Before you know it, uh, the cruise is going to be here, and um, you know, more and more people are, are signing up, but. I wanted just to to talk a little bit about what real women in trucking is, what their what their goals are, um, the the mission, the purpose, you know, a little background, and and then we can get in uh, and talk about the the cruise itself and some of our our wonderful sponsors that you have and and all like that. So, I, I let's just start with the word real. In women in trucking, um, that uh, lately caused a little bit of a, a, a controversy um, out in the Twitter sphere. Uh, so, who wants to to take this? What what does real stand for? Reaching out. Go ahead. I yeah. mean, I, I have it here. I, I just thought, you know, you. Oh yeah, you, we all. Yes, ma'am. Well. It, I live by it. You reach out, and in reaching out, you encourage others, and in encouraging others, you not only help them achieve their personal success, you achieve your success yourself, and when that's all done, it all comes down to leadership. R, reaching out, E. Yeah, the acronym is R for reaching out, E for encouraging others, A, achieving personal success, and L for leadership. Okay, great. I, I'm, I'm glad you know everybody that's, hears that because th- this that, has that become says it some, all. Right, right. It just how how can you argue with that? 
Well, you can't. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah. Without and it was born, and it was born because I was looking for help. I was looking to get pointed in the wrong, right direction, and I couldn't find it. And you know, Alan and Donna, you were there for me because I found you guys. So I just really didn't want to find that other people couldn't get any help. Um, And then, and then not not just you know, with reaching out, um, letting people know you're there. But sometimes they just want to know you're there. They don't really need Mm -hmm. anything. They just, I had a girl today write me on Facebook. She'd written me a few weeks ago and called me on the phone. She still hasn't called me, and she wrote me on Facebook to let me know she lost her phone. Um, She's working her things out. And I said, well, uh, you have my cell phone when you need it. And she said, okay, yes, I do. Sometimes people, that's all they need. They just they want, want to know, know there's there. somebody there. They want to know you're there, and then they are self-propelled. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and then trying to get those people to come back and pay it forward and give back, become leaders once they've re- achieved their personal success. And an example of that is Kathy Marie, who contacted us in 2012. And she was experiencing a lot of distress. Um, with her training carrier, one of the notorious ones. I really didn't know she was going to make it. Um, she went through a lot of problems trying to leave that carrier and find another place to be in, uh, employed with the little bit of experience she had. But today she's an owner-operator and has recently employed one of our um, 2015 student drivers that uh, got through her training and was recruited into a carrier that just kind of ran her into the ground. Mm-hmm. and was experiencing the whole, um, I'm not making the money they said I was going to make, and I'm working 100 hours a week situation. Imagine that. And, mm-hmm. um, and Kathy and Marie was like, I'm an owner-operator now, and I'm hiring a driver, and I would love to hire a member of Real Women in Trucking and give them an opportunity. And, and that's what's happening. She's paying it forward. So we have these little success stories here and there. Um that's what it's all about, giving back, not um, attacking uh, these, um, you know, like we used to see, you know, you ask a question and you get attacked for asking it. And you don't know what you don't know and where who do you go ask. So that was really sort of the whole thing behind that. Um, a lot of your, a lot of real women in trucking, um, you know, helps the newbies coming into the industry also, um, the the students, and guides them. I know you'll help them, uh, like, with scholarships or grants, guide them in the right place for that. And uh, just to let everybody know, um, uh, Real Women in Trucking is a 501c6 trade group, and um, unbelievably, and I don't know if people really – understand the significance of this but it it has a guide star um, platinum rating and that's like a really big deal to anybody listening because it's like a credibility rating and it's like a 10 out of 10 type of score uh and what it what it is it's a it's a philo uh philanthrop philo philosophic what do you call it Phil, philanthropic philanthropic it's yeah it's yeah. like a transparency <laughs> 
philanthropic. <laughs> it's a transparency rating. I mean, we are a very small organization. We, yeah. um, but I want to, you know, and we started out with just five drivers trying to get their, get this thing going. We're moving into a new phase now um, right. in 2017. Um, but, but getting the documents you know, uploaded in there, um, trying to, um, you know, I want to be as many as transparent as possible. I, we do have an ethical criteria to advertising and sponsorship. There's some companies that if they called me up with, you know, the biggest check that I could even imagine, right. I would have to say no, because it would lose, we would lose all credibility right. Uh, right. for what we're trying to do. And, if, uh, you know, women falling through the cracks, a lot of them that I've met, just like what I experienced, and you were with me when I was going through it, or there, you know, that, that whole period of time was, if I would have just known a better place to go to school and a better place to get my training a lot of stuff would not have happened it was two simple choices I could not get the answer to until it was too late and that's really um, trying to get to to these uh, people at the root level and, 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 and we don't just help women I have men write me too I had a veteran write me a month ago and I gave him some information and I told him to research it I tell him don't take my word for it I want you to go and google this I want you to go and put these words in google and read it for yourself and make your own decision that's exactly what we tell people Mm-hmm. Right. And, he, and he, he he went and did it, and he wrote me back, and he said, I appreciate all your efforts. I am not going to be entering truck driving. I don't think it's the right thing for me. Because he had a budget that he needed to meet every month for his bills. And once he start reading, started reading it, he realized he was not going to meet that budget. Um, why get out there and realize you can't meet that budget? And then, you know, who's suffering? Your your wife at home and your baby, and you're stuck in a truck stop in Wyoming. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't want to be um, somebody that um, fed one of our veterans to one of these training carriers. I want him to. I want to tell the truth. You know, if you got a mortgage, this might not be a good idea for you. And this is one of the reasons, uh, Desiree, and I know you know this, but and probably a lot of people listening are, know it also, that why there is over like or at least 100% turnover in the industry because many of the people who enter are told one thing and it turns out to be another. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, this is all part of the churning the deliberate churning that goes on, and, you know, we all know the reason for that, too. Uh, but they will tell them, you know, hey, you, you'll you be making 50000 a year, but they don't finish the sentence. It, it should say you'll be making 50000 a year maybe in a couple of years if you find a good company, <laughs> right? Right. Is it, that's yeah. the end of that. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of variables to that 50000 a year. There's so many little words like up to and can, maybe, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, uh, that you don't, you have to get really um, clever and, and read all of these little words that they throw in there. And it's just, 
a minefield of misinformation, overwhelming. Um, so it, it's overwhelming for me when I get the same request over and over and over. And I, it makes me feel like, gosh, I'm not working hard enough to get this message out to people. Um, when I get an email, you know, yesterday morning that says, I've watched all your videos and read everything on your website, and I just signed up for CR England. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> I feel like a total failure. <laughs> I feel like a total failure today that, that that's what you're going to do. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I wish there was some sort of protection um, out there for the way that the advertising is put out. I'd love to see print media in this industry go away so that you didn't go to the truck stops and find all of these books with all the same ads. And, and this driver that's having a hard time at their current carrier picks up one of those books and just goes to the next one because the ad looks so pretty, but it's basically the they just signed on to, for the very same thing with a truck of a different color. And, I, and that's um, really the way a lot of it is. But, and the problem is um, you're limited. New drivers are limited, really. You're very limited. To mm-hmm. who they and can so drive we, we for. Always say, so, yeah, and so getting them to choose the right CDL school and then choose the correct training carrier, and even if it's not the most perfect place, you need to be able to suck it up and take it and stick it out at least for a year if you can make it longer more than that but when you're when you just couldn't take it anymore and you're at three four five months and now nobody wants to touch you because you're not really you haven't really got enough miles to be insurable that starts putting you in a predicament where two things start happening you can you can get hired there's people that will hire you but once you're there a little while you'll realize why you don't want to work for them you're running bad equipment. They're having you run illegal. Um, you're in all kinds of situations that you shouldn't be in, and you know it. And you're you're really setting yourself up for long-term failure. Um, and then the other thing that we're hearing a lot about is these students that have gone to a company that have signed a debt, a contract of financial debt. That was to my the next training question. Carrier. Yep, that's mm-hmm. the next thing I was going to ask you. You read my mind. And they Go find ahead. they're not they're not hireable anywhere else because of this financial debt. And they say, "Oh, you owe so and so money. Oh, we can't hire you." I, I mean, this is a finance. This is we. This is not a. We don't have debtors' prisons anymore. Debt peonage is against the law. How and can now these that companies is- collude with one another and say, "Listen, if anybody calls you that owes us money." And they want a job, don't hire them, or we're going to sue you. Now, like, explain to when this, explain explain to everybody how they owe the money. They they owe the money because they got a, a tuition loan, or they okay. they went there for the company sponsored training, and they they say, okay, you owe us uh, eighty four hundred dollars for uh, the training, and you're going to have to work here this amount of time to work it off. And then for whatever reason, and and in, and in for our organization, women reach out to us because we are the place that somebody could talk about the underbelly, um, some of the sex harassment and sex assaults and rapes that have gone on, retaliation. 
they they we let them talk about that without victim blaming them. So we get these people that will call us and say, you know, I was on there on there with this person and they were doing this to me and I tried to put up with it and I just couldn't do it anymore and I was being terrorized. I was afraid for my life and I just I had to go home. I I left and now I only have three and a half months experience and every place I go says they won't hire me because that carrier says I owe them money. But I had to leave for my own personal safety. And yep. that's, that's the That's a quick catch-22 for you girls. It really is because once you have a, uh, somebody, you know, forcing themselves on you as a sex thing, the next job that you go to, that can be brought up, and then that causes a problem because none of the companies want a lawsuit dealing with sexual harassment. Right. You can't really go tell anybody, say, well, but I left, but I left there because this was happening because now you just put a target on your head. Exactly. You, you, now, you, now, you can't explain it. Now you're labeled as a troublemaker. Now you're labeled as a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and, who, and they will do that to trap you. You know, that's a yeah. lot of companies try and do things like that to trap you. For instance, years ago, I know drive a standard truck, but they were trained in an automatic specifically, so they couldn't leave that company because that company was mm-hmm. one of the first ones to have all automatic fleets. If you went somewhere else, yes. you had to go somewhere with an automatic truck. Right. And that's another place that we warn, don't go there. there right. you're, you're handicapping yourself right out of the gate. And we get a lot of those calls, too. Well, now I don't know how to drive a manual transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so we, we do have a post on our website, should be updated, but it's called Truck Carrier Warnings. And, it, and it's part of our FAQ, our Frequently Asked Questions for Students on our website. And those are the things when we have people contact us, task-oriented, because a lot of people think they're going to enter. You know, we have these, like, every three-month media campaigns. Enter trucking. There's a truck driver shortage. Oh, yeah. So everybody goes like gangbusters to start looking up trucking, and then, you know, we start get. I get a barrage of emails that come, like, in a cycle. And so we say you got to read the FAQ first because – Instead of answering a thousand emails of the same thing, we put the FAQ to say you need to read all this, watch all the videos, read all the posts, and then when you have more defined answers, then we can we can help you better. So one of those posts is how to um, the truck carrier warnings. It says exactly what you just said about the automatics, and the same with you know more and more are going to the e logs, but. You should learn how to do a paper log. Um, you you got to know the how to read a map. You have to have some sense of direction and um, really do a self assessment of yourself, like you all were talking about with your previous guest. You know, are you going to freak out if you're away from your family? And some people don't really think that they will until they are. And and if something changes in them, um, some of those things are not they're unforeseen until they get out there. But we try to 
pre-prepare them so they don't waste their time. They don't waste their time. They don't waste the time of the trainer. They don't waste the funds of these tuition grants that are given out that the taxpayers are funding. They don't waste anybody's time to even get into this business without looking at this thing for what it really is. Yeah. It's a commitment um, of your life, and and you have to embrace the kind of life you're getting ready to have. Yeah, because it's a totally different lifestyle than most people are used to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what's some of the um, what's your hottest advocacy right now? Before we get into um, uh, the cruise, which I'm really excited to talk about, but right now you're into a lot of advocacy. What's your hottest one? Well, we've been working on the truck parking thing for this whole last year, which um, you know, on on the down low, I communicate with a lot of investigative journalists. And I have over many years um, to get them interested in some of the things that I've learned about with um, the business practices and the unethical manner that these students are treated and churned. And I believe that a lot of these um, subsidies, tax incentives, grants are – these programs are being misused um, by the trucking industry. So that's what I'm trying to, like, get get that go, get people to dig into that, that have the resources for that. That's something that I kind of work on on the down low. Um, right. The truck parking super important. Um, and then we always have regular um, emails, uh, inquiries from women that are in different stages of, deciding that want a little bit of information um, or they're changing carriers. They're getting to a different level um, in their career where they're, they got through their training. So what's the next step? Now they're, they're insurable. They have a lot more uh, company offerings opening up to them and being able to network with the other women in our group, they're able to have access to, you know, information because you can call up one of us, and we have our trucking classified. So um, we have some jobs on there. They're a little, some of them are a little bit harder. Some of them are, are, are pretty good jobs. But with our phone conferences and um, just having access to us, it's so helpful to be able to call up. I've even called up Idella myself to help me. You know, I was off the road for several years filing the, filing the paperwork to establish Real Women in Trucking as a trade association. And when I went back on the road sliding my tandems for the first um, time with an overweight load, I was so grateful that I could call Idella, who has so much experience, to walk me through the mess that I was in with an overloaded um, trailer. That is something that was so valuable because I remember when I was in my first few months and I didn't have one friend to call, no one. And just mm. being out there going, why am I doing this? I don't know if I'm going to hurt myself or if I'm going to hurt someone else. And nobody taught me how to deal with this situation. Well, um, I noticed on the Real Women in Trucking, well, there's two pages. One's a member page. And by the way, if you're listening and you want to be a member, um, it's very affordable. Just go to realwomenintrucking.org 
um, and on the menu it says join. But there's two pages. One's the general um, page, uh, corporate page, and the other one is the member page. And um, I noticed on that page there are people who talk about these uh, different situations that they're in. And, and um, Idella, do you get a lot of people asking you questions uh, because of your experience that you're able to, to help? Is this like a daily thing, or what would you say? Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. At least two to three, four times a week, and okay. and I like dealing with the day-to-day issues. Uh, Desiree's bailiwick is what she's been talking about, and I like dealing with the 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 weight tandems, engine problems, mechanical problems. And yes, ma'am, frequently, often. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's really a really good. Um, good page i noticed um a lot of people you know asking questions and then helping each other out which i think is so important uh in the industry um but getting um getting back to uh your your advocacy uh desiree um so i know you do a lot for the people entering just like you said the subsidies and try to to catch all that up and to help people while they're out on the road after they make it and now they have questions and it's a support group tremendous support group uh if you join this organization uh, the question i want to ask is it uh is membership limited to men, uh women or or can uh men join this organization um, men can join it. We don't have very many male members. You and Alan are members. It's right. called a mission support membership. And mm-hmm. the reason that we did it that way was because we wanted to be able to say our membership is this many of women drivers, not this, you know, vague number that could be corporate members and men and and people that work in the office. You know what I mean? How, right. many, how many lady drivers are actually in that number? So I'm proud to say we are like about 98% experienced, you know, CDL lady drivers. Um, we mm-hmm. do have a lot of students. We had a lot more students last year. Um, uh, and, we did get that report that said that the number of women has dropped, and we did that show a couple weeks ago on that. But I'm I'm really happy to say that, you know, the, the diversity that we have just in the women drivers is, I mean, hazmat tanker chemicals. I mean, just some of the stuff that I read, heavy haul windmill blades. We have a lady truck drivers from Hawaii that I didn't, I mean, I used to live in Hawaii. I I didn't even ever think about that, like over there and, and here they are, but yes, men are welcome to support our mission. Um, But we, we have a conversation that we need to have opened up. So moving into the cruise, the theme of the cruise is breaking the silence. There's things that need to be spoken about. We need to break the silence. It's a conversation that makes a lot of people very uncomfortable. And so it's not – it's a little bit different. You know, you've got to understand that we we are going to talk about this uncomfortable topic. Um, 
And if you can't handle talking about something uncomfortable, maybe we're not the right group for you. <laughs> you know, right. so in order to support our mission, you need to support the fact that we need to talk about some stuff that's not exactly dinner table conversation for a lot of people. Right. And and just to to talk, I'm going to read a little bit of what the objective you brought up the cruise. Um objective is to deliver uh an enjoyable atmosphere, encouragement, education and empowerment that cultivates ongoing participation uh to improve uh, the industry, and then breaking the silence, as you talked about. Um, that's a big part of the theme of, of this cruise, just like you said, by uh, giving educational health, wellness, advocacy tools, isolation of the trucking lifestyle um, is minimized when women become empowered, and the positive impact of camaraderie, which is very important, and uh, opportunities for involvement to share knowledge and voice concerns, uh, which uh-huh. will benefit all drivers. So the theme through engagement and compassion, we grow stronger and flourish. So I guess that's the the theme um, of the cruise. I know we've got a lot of great um, great speakers on there and. Um, well, first of all, let's talk about when it is. It's uh, March 26, 217 to April 1st. So this is a six-day cruise uh, sailing out of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's, that's, that's quite a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of people coming on there. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, we've got, uh, oh, the EEOC. I'm reading some of the things some of the people on there. Of course, Alan and I are going to be there um, for the welcome mixer. But you've got um, Jan Shelley of EEOC, the senior trial attorney from uh, from the new prime case, is going to be uh, is going to be there. Now, is she going to be a speaker? She's going to deliver a workshop, and okay, uh, this is a really really great opportunity for anybody that's in HR. In fact, there was an article that came out about the HR department in trucking um, in the uh, investigative fund by Mary Pylon this last week, and that's a really good example of why people in trucking HR need to connect with somebody like Jan because they're there is literally not enough education on this topic of what is illegal and what is reasonable. So as long as our own HR departments aren't even carrying out the practices correctly, how would the drivers even know how to behave? So having access to a workshop like this right from the EEOC to say, you know, and say this is, this is, how, this is our policy, and have somebody say, well, maybe uh, you might want to tweak that a little bit. And also, as an individual, having access to her to say, this is what's happening to me, what, you know, point me in the right direction. Um, Mm -hmm. What are my rights? Learning about what your rights, there's so many rumors. There's so many misunderstandings just because the law, the Civil Rights Act, 
1964 is so unknown in the industry that that protects people. Um, and mm-hmm. and that, it's very important for women to understand what their rights are. I saw on another um, lady truck driver page, senior women drivers telling another woman that she couldn't get a job if she was pregnant. That's bad advice. That's illegal. It's been illegal since 1964. So we really, as an industry, need to get into the 21st century, and that's kind of something that came out in the prime case. You can't testify that something is reasonable when it's been illegal since 1964. Mm-hmm. If it was 1974 and the law was only 10 years old, that might be, you know, like, okay, understandable that you don't get it yet. But that's 50 years ago. Right. So, you know, this industry has not evolved to keep up with what's going on in the world, and they still do things like they did in 1955. So that's part of your problem right there. You can't bring people from all these different walks of life and then throw them in a box together with a, with a fuel card and a set of keys and act and, and and think they're going to act right, you know, it's just yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad I'm I'm thrilled actually uh, that that she's going to be there because yeah. I mean she knows things that if, I mean even I think a lot of lawyers probably aren't aware of um, her being uh, in the EEOC so. Uh, that's going to yeah, be great. Yeah, senior trial attorney. She's just got a, a lot of experience, and I, I gave her a list of um, um, things that I'd love for her to touch on that would apply Good. to our uh, particular industry and some of the um, some of the na- familiar names that will make sense to us. Um, also, Ann Bailey right. is going to talk. Um, Anne was published in the New York Times in an article called Sweatshops on Wheels. Right. Um, she's um, going to talk about um, gay, lesbian, transgender. No one's ever given a platform to this in the trucking industry. So when Anne called me and said that she would like to talk for a very short period of time, 30 minutes, I'm like, yes, because... I know that we have a large population in the industry. I've interacted with them, and I think that it's time that we start embracing the fact that this industry is a lot more diverse than people like to admit. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's very diverse. There's so many different types of people, um, and we work in an industry where we're going to all these different states and towns and you know, I'm from Southern California, and, and a lot of people don't like Southern California, but I, I meet people that I just enjoy talking to in every single state. And they enjoy talking to me, too, and they don't know I'm from California. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people... Right on. There's just nice... You know, <laughs> you just... You meet people that are they're like... You just like, that was a conversation with that person. I like that. You know, I don't have to tell them anything about... You know where it came from, or or, or anything else. I always like well, it when they ask you where I'm from, and I say Southern California, and they say I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm from Southern <laughs> California too. That 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 says it all. Are you Adela? Oh yes, I was. I was born and raised in Long, born in Long Beach and raised in Lake Elsinore, Southern California, all the way. Oh my goodness! I thought you were can't just you, kidding. Can't you tell? Can't no, you tell I, by my it, accent? No, I can't tell. <laughs> it's like they don't have an accent. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got. But I've hey, been back in Arkansas. Huh? Go, Go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I've no. been in Arkansas since 1968, so I, gr- I I grew up and graduated. Oh, okay. No, I I I can't I can't tell at all. And and Desiree, I would have never known, you know, where where you were from. But um, let's see, sexual harassment and discrimination in trucking, Becca Kennedy. So. Um, She's going to touch on that, which, I mean, we've been, Desiree, I mean, you and I had a couple of shows ourselves back in, um, what, 2009, 8? I can't remember. So that goes a long way. We've been talking about that. Yeah, and, you know, Becca, Becca, um, she might not be able to come after all, but Becca brings a different perspective because she worked in the oil fields for many years, and, I can't remember how. I think it might say there on her bio. She's worked in the oil fields a long time and then went to OTR when the oil fields started, you know, slowing down. So mm-hmm. um, she brings like a completely different perspective than what you and I have discussed in the past and the whole training carrier merry-go-round. Um, it's a, a whole different world out there. Um, unfortunately, She's going to be starting a new business, and I don't think she's going to be able to come on the cruise. I just found that out. Um, And and it's a disappointment because some other women wanted to talk to her about working in the oil field. Oh, yeah. Oh, Alan was um, in the oil field. We're going to capture what what uh, Becca had to share and incorporate it into some, into a, another, a little, something a little bit different for that part. But seeing how Jan's going to be there, we're going to, maybe make an introduction with Jan's workshop to sort of lay out some of the problems in the different sectors. Cause kind it is combine different. It. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's, it's a very, it's a very different, I find in the um, local jobs, I've been doing local work myself for the last um, couple years. I really getting your foot in the door is a little hard. Um, it's not any kind of sexual harassment. It's suspicion. Um, there's some discrimination, hiring discrimination. It's super hard to get anybody to take you seriously. But once you mm-hmm. got your foot in the door and the guys see you're trying, because local mm-hmm. work is a whole different ball game. There is a lot of lifting. There is a lot of labor. And I did it in South Florida in the summertime. Um, so it, and where the population is primarily um, Hispanic, very macho. So I went through an experience there and and earned respect from, you know, and they just kind of, they, they want to see if you're going to at least try or if you're going to go, can you help me? And you're not even trying. Right, and, right. And um, so a lot of it, you know, you got to earn, you've got to earn respect. And 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 they and I found that they help each other, but it's a completely different um, environment 
and mm-hmm. and then and then he and then when you get to the fur, uh, higher experience, I've found anyway that the conduct is much more professional. So um, there's areas that need a lot of improvement, and it's trying to get through through those obstacle courses to get on to something better. Um, mm-hmm. That's sort of what we're trying to do is lay that pass out. Well, I wanted to, um, uh, before we go on, I want to hit the rest of that schedule because there's a lot of great things coming on, but I really want to put a big shout-out to the sponsors so far, um, yeah. especially our, our latest one that just came on board, um, the Truckers in Insurance Exchange. Um, so they came on um, yesterday as a um, Sapphire sponsor, and then we've got TruckersUnited.org, another Sapphire sponsor. Trucking Social Media uh, is Emerald, Lone Mountain, uh, Truck Leasing, truck, Trucker to Trucker, Dat Trucker's Edge, IBI, Secured Transport, Eagle Express Lines, Great Plains Transportation, and TCR uh, Consulting. Uh, they're all Pearl sponsors, so I just you know want to give a big shout-out to them, and um, we appreciate uh, all their help. Uh, with this, but um, yes. getting back, I'm trying to look at your schedule. Oh, Christine Gray. Oh. Yes, Christine Gray, um, tanker driver. Going to talk about safety and security for women. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Alan is going to do a self defense class for us. Oh yeah, that that's going to be that's going. He's going to have fun doing stuff. that because he loves that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so we got we're looking forward to that. The Queen of the Road Awards. The final nominees are up, so you can vote between now and New Year's Eve. And um I we did it in a kind of a unique way because, you know, there's other contests that turn into this like what's on the outside thing and I just really wanted people to read the words. And not go, oh, I know this person. I'm going to stay up all night long right. and, and stuff the ballot box. I really just wanted to say this is, this is the, the, the words to, to um, describe this person. Right. And what do you think? Um, which one captures your, your heart? And, and so if any of your listeners there will take the time to go um, read those 10 bios and pick three. And, okay, now where is um, your we'll link? Have, it's uh, pinned to the top of the Real Women in Trucking Facebook page right now. Okay. Um, and we've been sharing it around. I've been putting it out on Twitter, but I did pin it to the top of our like page on Facebook, Real Women in Trucking. Right. Okay, says, I'm going to put that out there now and share it. Final voting for Queen of the Road. Uh we we did our voting and and I love the way um like like Desiree said, what you do is you read the description of the person and their challenges, what they've offered to the industry, what they've had to go through within the industry. And then after you read each nominee's um paragraphs then you decide 
who you're going to vote for. And I'm going to tell you, Desiree, it was very, very difficult to vote because almost every single nominee on there had a story that was inspiring. So, I mean, it's hard. There's a lot of great – I mean, if you're just listening to – you need to watch what these women went through um, during their careers out on the road. I'm going to share it right now, Desiree. So um, carry on here. Well, I, I do that. I want to get it over on. <laughs> I'm going to put it up on who what, what so it I gets up on to, different ones. Yeah, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, I, I know when I first came on social media, well, I just know, I know as being a woman, a lot of times you're judged by your outward appearance. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's judged nice, and sometimes it's judged bad. And I, I just really wanted to be judged for my achievements it was one thing that drew me to trucking is that I could do this and when I'm seeing some of these other contests and having this you know oh they're so and so you know yeah you might recognize some of these bios as somebody that you know but we are we are biased in human beings are innately biased so when you see a picture or a name, and you were, you know, oh, I'll vote for this one because I recognize the name, or I know that one, you know. But what about their story? Do you really know their story? I mean, what about that? And Right. Well, that's what I mean. The stories are incredible, Desiree. It's, it's, it's almost impossible. You wish you could vote, you know, for a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And every woman that I've ever met that has become a truck driver, they have, well, People and all people have an amazing story. If you ever just sit down and take the time to talk to somebody, people will tell you. And I love the hearing the story of people. I I love hearing people's stories. I just have always found the story of people's lives fascinating. And hearing the stories of some of these women um, that have overcome some just incredible obstacles in their life and through their pain, they just drive. And they're just mm-hmm. so good at it, you know. Um, they they are just so strong, and they are an in, inspiration to me. Yeah, they're well. They would be an inspiration to every and anybody, whether you're a, a truck driver or whatever you do in life. Yeah. Or <clears throat> reading reading it. I mean, I was inspired reading it. I don't drive a truck. Um, yeah, another great thing, and and I'm just moving on because you know how the blog talk radio is. It starts to run down. Um, there's going to be a social media workshop, and I know there's a lot of people who are going to love that. Now, I know a couple of people coming on the cruise. Um, let's see, uh, uh, Jerry Fritz, um, Pat Hockaday. I know they're going to love that social, especially Jerry um, Pat already knows how to um, do social media pretty well, um, but I know Jerry's been wanting to really learn more about it, so um, that's going to be great. Uh, we can give like little tips and stuff on social media, how to get your word out there, um, how to tag, and how to pin, and just simple little things to us, but you know it'll mean a lot to a lot of people out there. And um, oh, I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's things I don't even know, you know, and and I, you know, I'm pretty pretty decent with it, but um I I think the more knowledge you have with social media, the the better you are at getting your message out. And and that's really what most advocates are are trying to do is get their message out there. Um mm-hmm. then there's going to be a, a round table exploring different types of truck driver jobs. Uh, for women. Yeah. I think that women, you know, they're very curious about other areas of the industry, but, you know, especially if you've had a kind of a rocky start, you almost mm-hmm. want to, like, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. That's right. <laughs> sort of mm-hmm. mentality. <laughs> so you just are like, okay, well, I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even want to take the chance of going through that again anywhere. Uh, but you really? always remain curious about um, all of these different opportunities that are out there. And since, you know, women don't generally stick together, and that's what we're trying to do with the real women in trucking is say, well, you know, there's this woman does the tanker thing, and this one's doing the open deck, and this one's doing the high security, and here's an area where we can all sit down and talk about what it, what it really takes um, to do that. You know, I did all this local work um, last year. I did everything from food delivery to mail to, you know, pipes, um, and I got a lot of different uh, perspectives uh that I would have never got if I would have just stayed with that dry van um, going over the road. Well, that's that's yeah. You tend to go ahead, uh, Kenny. Dealing with produce, you tend to come across more of your uh, different ethnic backgrounds, you know, different foreigners. You'll deal with more with foreigners dealing with produce than most anything else in the industry. Which is, you know, it's it's good to have a, a diversity and to learn how, you know, what I find is people are people. And I think the more you interact with people of different ethnic, I mean, I'm used to it because New York's a melting pot. So we were used to all kinds of nationalities. It was almost like a game you played. Oh, what nationality are you? But I think um, what you realize are people are just people. And when you deal uh, the more the more ethnic diversity you can come across, the more you realize that. Um, I, I I think that's really important, um, uh, especially you know in trucking. Well, um, there's a the reason I mentioned that was because the Americans have a different view on women because behind every good man there's always a strong woman, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, versus. You know, a lot of the foreign countries, women are second-class people, and you know, they're slave labor, things like that. Well, that, I mean, listen, I've met a lot of people, and yes, you're right about that. But um, I think Desiree will uh, attest to this that that goes on with a lot of people within our own culture too. I mean, Desiree and I have had that conversation. Wouldn't you agree with that? Just the yeah, the way I, you I know. Mean, the you know, just there's some people that you know, and I I I did experience this when I did go to local work. 
uh, some of these companies that they've never had a female driver around. Some of the jobs that I had before I started driving local was doing dispatch clerk and purchasing and logistics where I ordered the, the truck in. And I was dealing with local drivers that were not used to a woman that knew how to drive a truck around. And mm-hmm. they could not make – they just simply – they weren't rude. They didn't say anything, but they could not make eye contact. Like they just – like the color yeah. just went out of their face when they realized that I could drive a truck and they couldn't, they could not any longer make eye contact. It was very, it just rubbed them the wrong way. It was more than they could deal with. And, um, and I, you I could, I see it. I don't know if other men see it, but it, it was, you could just see the seething inside. I don't know. Like I took something away from them or something and I felt bad, you know, because uh, trucking has given a lot to me. Um, it, it's it's changed my life, and why would you want to, you know, not just going back to your first guest? I mean, there's some people that this this was just the thing that they were looking for um, to get out of the miserable rut that they were in before. Right. And why would you why would you deny that? Um, to anyone. Sure. You know. Exactly. Um, let's see how many. Well, we're winding way down. I want to be able to um, tell people how they can get tickets. We're also going to have, uh, okay, we did the roundtable. Are you going to have a, a training from company driver to owner operator? There's going to be something mm-hmm. on Shannon that. Shannon Morris. Shannon okay. Morris is um, going to talk about that. She's going to, you know, talk about what it takes to be an owner-operator, freight factoring, what it means, that kind of thing, yes. Okay, great. Is she with any specific company or just somebody knowledgeable? She, she's a open deck. She's an owner-operator, and she, she has her own truck and trailer. She lives in uh, northern Florida. Um, okay. We're going to have a show on our blog talk. Well, it's going to be a podcast. It's going to be a recorded call with Kristen from Carnival Cruise Lines to explain a lot about the, the details of the cruise. It might be a, m- mystifying to some people that have never taken a cruise before. Um, and we will talk more about all of these speakers at that time as well. Okay. Well, we're going to have raffle drawings, and I'll be sure to listen to that show. And then we can ch- help share that one also. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to uh, hands-on. So we did the whole social media. I mean, you're doing a lot of things on this cruise. So pro- pro- uh, promoting advocacy well, involvement. And, uh, well, it's a six-day cruise. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of free time for people. I mean, if you had to put yeah. all this together, it would oh, the lady's telling me 90 seconds. So, um in my ear here. <laughs> but well, there's going to be a lot quickly, of I just want to say, yeah, there's two two days where you're just at sea, you're not in a port of call. And so the events that we're having are really only like three or four hours on each of the days, and you still have the rest of your day um, on the ship and at all the ports of call. So it, it might sound like it's overwhelming, but it's not. And people are not required to go to any of these workshops if they join us on the cruise. They're just there if they want to utilize them. And by the way, it is a tax deduction if you improve yourself in your industry, just so you know. 
Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, a lot of people do it. So, you know, take advantage of it. Um, now, if you need tickets or you want to be a sponsor, just go to realwomenintrucking.org and uh, drop down menu where it says Lady Truck Driver Cruise. You just click on it. And there's about five different pages, sponsors, attending, whatever information you want to know. It's right on that, right on that website. Um, I just wanted to say that because I think we've got ten seconds before. I mean, it won't shut everybody off. I mean, we can we can we can all still talk. It's just that the recording then is going to be shut down. So it's probably going to be off right about now. Um, but we can still talk. Uh, now it just won't be recorded. Okay. All right. I really well, I want to thank y'all for what y'all do. Y'all, y'all really do a really good justice for, you know, the women out here in trucking. My Does wife. Does that mean you're uh, coming on the cruise, Kenny? I would love to, but I don't think I could convince my wife to do that. <laughs> really? Oh, maybe yeah. I can convince her. Well, I had to get her on Queen Mary uh, because really? she knew it wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> so we did the Queen Mary, and she loved that, but she knew it wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> uh, okay. She's like afraid of Jaws, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Idella, you're kind of quiet. Are you still with us? Oh, maybe Uh-oh. she went offline. Oh, and there goes my phone. Okay, well, my phone's ready to die. I just want to thank everybody for listening in. I'm going to tell you, mostly everybody is still listening to this show, which makes me so happy. It's been two hours. So, um, Desiree, (laughs) thanks a lot for coming on, explaining more about Real Women in Trucking and um, and the cruise. And we look forward to the Carnival Cruise. Please post the link and share it on our pages. And um, and we'll we'll talk to you next time. So good night, everybody. Okay. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. Bye. Oh, bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Kenny. Bye, everybody. <laughs>